take over uh, at the ACC and uh, anytime he scores a bucket, that's what comes on. No problem. <laughs> Folks, you are listening to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball, basketball podcast. podcast. <gasps> I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And uh, who are you, sir? I am the producer. My name is Matt Duncan. How are you doing, Fred? You- I am doing you got Great. a you got a little bit of a, a a smile going, and I know that's because you know your your pal Brad Stevens is heading back to Boston. See you later, Mister Brad Stevens. <laughs> I hope it's a nice flight. I actually, do. Um, I, you know what? Let me just say something. I don't hate Boston as much as I used to after that. Like, really, yeah. I think what I'll reflect on as an awesome series, very good series, yeah. But uh, at the same time, haha, Stevens, uh, yeah. you've never made the finals and you never will. <laughs> um, and Freddie, uh, did you, I just wanted to say, we didn't say this on the podcast, but this is the first year in history that uh, the two teams in the finals uh, did not make the playoffs in the previous year. Did you know that? Cool stat. I did yeah. not know. Th- so wait, Miami didn't make the playoffs at all last year? No. Right, because the Lakers didn't. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah, didn't they just miss the playoffs, Miami? I think I think so. Yeah. Folks, we got a hot stat for Matt. Yeah. Um, that's a biggie. Um, and if it's wrong, write us in. Yeah. Us, <laughs> yeah you know, do all that. Um, <laughs> I'm going but, off uh, the announcers for the game. But, uh. <laughs> uh, so a hot start, baby. Um, let's uh, let, let's let's jump into um, you know the the info people yeah. need to know. You know, if people. Um, if they want to find us, if they want to, you know, explore other podcasts on the Sonar Network, if, yeah. they, want to, if they want to help us out, if they want to watch us grow, well, what's all the good info, Matt? Okay, well, you know, our website, dunkspodcast.com, has all the links that you can click on. You can click on the Sonar Network there, check out all the other great podcasts that uh, you'll hear some uh, ads for different shows at the very end of our episode. And uh, as well, you can click on our social media stuff. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. All our podcatchers that you can listen to, we're on pretty much all of them, even Player FM. Uh, So yeah, if you want to subscribe and rate us, that would be great great especially on itunes and we do also have a patreon that if you want to subscribe to that you'll get some you know benefits freddie's got some hot sauce he's even got some new hot sauce coming i believe haven't heard the name yet excited to see what that is and as well you get to hear the uh, episodes early before all the rest of the peeps the next day you know same day listen isn't that fun same day listen, baby. Yeah. What are you? What are you? First class? Come yeah. On. Please be first class. <laughs> it's, it's first class in WestJet, okay? You pay a hundred sure. extra bucks and you get a hot towel. In WestJet. Yeah. Um <laughs> to WestJet, making everybody wear a mask. That's okay by me. Um but before we start the pod, uh, you know, um 
just want to uh, establish like where who we are and uh, and where we're coming from uh, in case uh, you've never listened to this podcast before. Um, but uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, and beyond those being powerful and correct slogans and movements. Uh, just to highlight a. a couple things going on. The Brianna Taylor uh, verdict came out. Uh, obviously, it's extremely upsetting. It's nowhere near justice. Uh, I think the, the you know $12 million settlement towards her family is, is, is just not going to cut it. And I think people need to conti- continue fighting and, and we will. Um, I also wanted to highlight that uh, Seattle um, did move forward on defunding their police. So I think not necessarily there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but um, progress is not always linear. So you do have to fight and kind of continue to gain advantages where you can. Um, And uh, yeah, I think um, with the situation in Portland, uh, obviously, you know, the gross kind of gathering of proud boys and the anarchist jurisdiction that uh, bar is labeled Seattle, Portland and New York city. We're definitely in scary times. Um, and we need to continue, you know, listening to, uh, to black voices and, and female voices and, and queer voices and use that momentum to bring us out of these times because um, that's where we need to go. Uh, I think, I think I feel good about that. Uh, Matt, shall we talk some basketball or what? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, if we're, if we're good to go, please just give me the okay. Okay. Let's bring on guest number one. Um, He's, he's awesome. Uh, I played basketball with him for probably like the last three years. He, you know, he's tough. He can bully you, but he can also like hit clutch buckets. And he's one of those people that like when he locks into a fadeaway, it's frustrating, but like he just, it's slow. It's kind of like that, like, like Jason Tatum, that slow superpower of being calm. But yeah, the dude hits buckets. It's like, uh, I would say he's like Serge Ibaka from like his money from that, that pick and roll range. Um, he's got a lot going on. He'll tell you about uh, his uh, recruitment firm. He's starting uh, later in the pod, but hardcore Raptors fan, give it up as loud as you can. Even if you're at home alone for Ben Davies. Thanks man. Right on. Cheers. Yeah, no, I, uh, I still got the Serge Ibaka moves, but we don't get to play anymore. You know, Freddie, we got to get the boys back together, get put the band back together and start playing some ball again. Hell yeah, man. Um, let's, you know, like, like, even if COVID's like crazy, let's just spread that thing. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, outdoor. You know what? Yeah. We're going to get Andrew Ferguson and we're going to get some of the guys and we're going to go play outside and we're just going to shoot around. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've, I've done a couple shoot arounds and it's been great for my mental health. So we should 100% like fire some shots. Um, but uh, let's let's bring on guest number two because... Uh, I always have two guests. That's the way this pod works. Um, uh, one day I'm going to have only one guest and this intro is going to kill me. Uh, but um, yeah, he, he's awesome. A uh, huge basketball fan. He runs below the hardwood. Uh, massive Mavs fan. So I, I hope that this off, or sorry, I hope that this playoffs was good for him, even though he lost in the first round because, because Doncic announced himself, but um 
yeah, give it up as loud as you uh, can, even even if you're at home alone for Ryan Henry. Buddy, this is uh, I don't know if you can hear your track. I can, it's got a nice, I can hear it. I got it. I love it. I love it. I, I, again, uh, the last couple times I've been on here, I was blessed to have a theme song, so that that is perfect. (laughs) Honestly, it makes people feel good. It's just having your own theme songs big. Matt knows what he's doing, he's playing God, Um, (laughs) he's He's juicing people up. Uh, that's what Matt does. Um, yeah, uh, let's let's get right into Raptor stuff because I feel like we're all just anxious to talk about it. Um, Maddie, speaking of of juicing people up, it's time for you to juice me up. I know you got some kind of Raptor sting. I don't know if it is it's about Bobby Webster. Maybe it's about um, <laughs> you know it's about the varieties of pitas in the Scotiabank Arena. I'm not even sure, but Matt, whatever you got, uh, give me some kind of Raptor sting. I uh, I'll get it one time, like you know, yeah. like where I go, Neil, like it's like like me and the sound coming together, like a bee, like two bees colliding <laughs> in the air. Yeah, um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Bees colliding midair. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to let's go to Ryan first. Um, you know, I'm I'm so smooth here, but let me just pull up my my first question because I want to make sure. It was it was kind of unclear what uh, it was kind of unclear when when I was writing it. So I just want you guys to uh, you know I'll be on the I'll be on the same page here, right? So it's about Fred, um, and you know with Fred's free agency, I think so much of the talk is about the number, right? Is it going to be you know is New York going to offer twenty two? Is Detroit going to offer twenty five? What are the years? Does Fred view this year? Uh, he's twenty six years old. As his like, hey, I'm getting paid now, and I'll worry about anything else later. I have a championship, or is he like, hey, this is a good situation in Toronto. I'll take a little bit less than maybe I would have previously to stick in this situation because it's good, or you know, you, like there, there's obviously a lot of factors. But I kind of want to think about it from a Raptors competition perspective. So this to me is a temperature reading on how good you think Fred is and what his perfect winning situation is. So with all that kind of like preamble aside, think about it like you're, you know, you're Masai and you have all the belief in the world in Fred, you're Fred. You obviously have bet on yourself your whole career. What does a Fred Van Vliet version of the Raptors look like going forward. If we sign him this year, what's his most like advantageous position? Uh, Ryan. So I'll first start off by saying I'm a Fred Homer, uh, a Fred simp. If you want to say, I love the guy. I love the attitude. I love what he brings to this team. The Raptors, as, as many of you guys know, for years, uh, we've been missing the dogs. We've been missing the, the fighters. And this team over the last three or four years has shown that we finally have that. And Fred, to be honest, I feel is leading that charge. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the team that's around him, I like, I, like the, I like the by committee feel that we have. To be honest, he reminds me of a bit, again, I'm not saying that he is Chauncey Billups, but I got the Detroit Pistons vibe with this Raptor team where there wasn't one f- 
guy that was, you know, head above, head and shoulders above everybody else. It was even players, you know, going through that starting five, going even in, into the bench where um, it was kind of like committee. And I feel like Fred plays by committee better than, you know, this is where I'm going to take a little couple shots because we saw it in, in the, in the playoffs where a couple of those questionable threes where he just looks like he was jacking up shots. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's ready to be the number one guy entirely on a team yet. So I feel you put him in a committee situation where you have equal level players, just like the Pistons, you know, you had your Tayshawn princes, your, your Ben Wallace, your Rashid Wallace, um, all guys that can score all guys that can defend all guys that can do pretty much everything at the same level. And I feel Fred works in that way. So I kind of, again, with your question, I kind of built, let's say I have all the money in the world. Let's say I'm the side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like JJ Redick. I want to surround him with other shooters that, if he needs a bucket, he can just hand the ball off. And I, I've secretly wanted JJ Redick as a Raptor for a long, long time. Um, I, I, e or Seth Curry as a Mavs fan, uh, just seeing mm. him shoot the ball this postseason, I'm like, yeah. If, if he was on our team, that that's exactly what we need. People, uh, people sorry, let me just. Yeah. People don't talk enough about Seth Curry, oh, who no. <laughs> I think led the NBA in three point percentage this year. Yeah, I, I, I forget what year it was, but he had a really like. Maybe it was a heel injury that lasted the whole year. And I think people don't realize he's three years younger than Steph and his career trajectory is not bad. Sorry. Not at all. Not at all. And um, even in this postseason, just watching him play, it's like, oh, man, like, yeah, you know, he has his moments, but uh, the way they shoot that ball, like, I just want, there's so many players I just like salivate. I'm like, if the Raptors had him in that situation, if the Raptors had this in that situation, it would have been perfect. Uh, so just continuing on, um, again, I'm basing this off of the postseason we just saw. Jer- uh, Jer- Sorry for mispronouncing. Is it Jeremy Grant? Uh, from the Nuggets that I would yeah. take him as a slasher to to have with Fred. He looked you know, incredible. He looked incredible. And and to be honest, everyone was counting on MPJ as the third man, but I think Grant came in and took that spot and nobody saw that coming. Um, and then I'd give him Serge Ibaka. I honestly, I'd keep Serge. I'm, I'm a big Serge guy. Um, you give him a defensive big man who can shoot the three and then, yeah, you know what? Keep, keep the point guard, shoot guard, uh, shooting guard uh, duo kind of like with Kyle Lowry, but I want to see him with a, a Goran Dragic, uh, a vet, a leader who can clearly prove that that can prove that, uh, you know, he can, he can still lead a team score when needed. Uh, so that, that's my, that's my team around Fred committee style. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, uh, I mean, that to me is like his most proven version. That's probably not like his, like, you know, let's say ceiling. Like if like, you know, Fred, I, I think, I, I think, basically what you're saying, I, I totally agree with. And that's kind of like where he's at. He, to me, he proved this off season, uh, you know, him and Pascal, but that's a bit of a different conversation that he's not like a bona fide number one option, yeah. but can be part of like a major winning situation can play a lot of different styles. Um, Ben, I'm going to go to you, but just before I go to you, for anyone listening, just just a mini recap on Fred here. So first season with the Raptors, age 22, uh, you know, he averaged three points and uh, one assist uh, uh, in uh, eight minutes a game. Season two, he was 20 minutes a game, uh, uh, nine points a game, three assists. Season three, he was... uh, 11 points and five assists in uh, 27 minutes. And his fourth season, he was 18 points and seven assists in 35 minutes. 
playing with another point guard. Um, so yeah, with, with all that said, I feel like I'm, I'm mostly in the same place as you, Ryan, uh, Ben, I'm wondering, you know, you, yeah, like just kind of like leaving money aside for a sec, you know, assuming we kept Fred in this committee situation, that would mean the money can't be too high. So that would mean we have to get him, not necessarily for a full deal, but if you want the Jeremy Grants and you want the Reddicks and you want these other guys, Fred can't be making upwards of 30 million. I don't think, um, Ben, there's a load going on there. Yeah. What, what's your, what's your Fred, your ideal Fred situation? Well, my ideal Fred situation is not a max contract. You know, we can't be giving Fred Van Fleet, LeBron James money. I think if we can get Fred at like 2025, 20, you know, you got a little bit of wiggle room to do some other things. Um, Gasol's off the books, you know, yep. so you got a little bit of money there. I think if you had anything right now based on the NBA landscape, like you want like a Bradley Beal type, you know, like an, a guy that just kind of comes in and he scores, he's about buckets and he's good defender. You know, for me, I, I, I think a lot of the players that Fred Van Fleet will thrive with are already on the Raptors. You know, like when you're talking Great about... Point. Yeah, Ryan was kind of saying that. Sorry. Yeah, like when you're talking about OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam, like these are going to be his running mates for years to come. You know, yeah. and I think Serge is there. And I, I like Kyle Lowry and Fred running the one and two and kind of, you know, uh, give, taking the pressure off of each other. You know, like in a lot of ways, uh, Fred is uh, Kyle's protege. So mm-hmm. it's really just uh, a perfect compliment because Fred is modeling his game after Lowry. So they complement each other really well. I'm really happy to kind of keep Lowry around. You know, if he wants to, if he wants to take another two years right now, you know, two, three years, I would give Kyle Lowry three more oh, years. You give okay. Kyle what he wants. I, I was saying give to my Kyle brother the other wants, day, you know, if, or sorry, I was saying to um, Kevin Douse, who I started this podcast with that. If I actually, Kyle's the only person that I would give like a franchise tanking contract to. Like if, if, if someone, if someone was like, Kyle wants five years, 30 million a year, I'd be like, give the man his money yep. and winning not, be damned. Like, I'm not there. I need Kyle yeah. to give us a little love now, you know? Yeah. I'm ready to give Kyle a five-year deal, but it's got to be like 15 mil a year kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Right, like a sunset contract. He's, yeah, sunset. He's And he is a Phillips kind of uh, player as well, you know? And he's embarked that onto Fred, you know? And I like the points about, you know, uh, you know, like him, uh, Fred Van Fleet being compared to Chauncey Billups and the yeah. whole idea of, you know, comparing it to that Detroit Pistons team. You've got long length uh, on that team with like Prince. So yeah, having that for the Raptors and for vet Fred Van Fleet would be very important. You know, you think about, uh, so a Grant is a good example, you know, like Jimmy Butler in that perfect world, Kawhi Leonard in that perfect world. I, and you know, I, I like think guys Beal that too, are you said. 3D. Sorry, Sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just saying Beal, I think obviously everybody wants Beal, but Beal is that like guy. Cause it's almost like you think about the perfect version of Fred is like him with a Norm Powell. That's like five times better than Norm Powell. Like ideally you want Fred you know, be able to be like, oh, wow, 11 assists a game and the shooting guard he's playing with gets 30 points. Yeah. Like in a very traditional sense. Sorry. But he's not, he's not a pass first point guard. 
he's That's a true. shooting he's a shooting guard that can run the team. And in my my opinion, if you had, you know, a Chris Paul paired up with Fred Van Fleet, it would help Fred. It would help a Fred because you have somebody that can get you like uh Grodzic as well that uh, on Miami Heat not watching his name there. But uh, Yeah. No, but it's like funny. You're, you're naming a bunch of guys like Kyle. In. No, but you you bring these pieces in. That's what I'm really enjoying about the Miami Heat is that they've brought in these veteran guys like Iguodala and they've got all the kind of the, the ingredients to be a championship team. And that's what the Raptors had last year. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, ingredients like Hero coming out of nowhere as this incredible rookie. Like that's kind of what Norm Powell was for us. You know, and there's all these like – there's all these scenarios where you bring in the right veteran and the right guy at the right time, like Iguodala. Like I would take Iguodala next year, you know, based on the fact that he's uh, a champion. He's won. Like everybody is always looking for pieces that are really good individual contributors. I want winners. Hey I man, we, we, we got your soul and we got yeah. your soul and won a championship. So like yeah. we know specifically, that if, yeah, it's like, I remember when we first got Gasol, people were like, but he's not rebounding enough. It's like, but he's making everyone shoot better. And he's basically our brain on defense and why yeah. we're so good on defense. Um, sure. Ben, what's uh, just, just kind of moving on to other rapper stuff here. What, uh, you know, just kind of like a one note, what's the homework assignment? We'll leave Terrence Davis out of this. Because uh, he's a rookie. I love Terrence and Davis. His homework is basically. Buddy. He's a keeper in my fantasy league. I, I I'm ready. Oh for wow, Terrence that's Davis awesome. If you want to get into Terrence Davis? No, we're we're he's fine. We'll 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 be talking about Terrence later in the summer. The future of the Raptors. He just needs to continue yeah. doing. Sign off. What he's doing. Um, but Ben, what is a good homework assignment for? And just give me that quick hitters on OG Pascal and Norm. They're all Raptors next year. They're all going to be on the team. Period. You know, unless, you know, something crazy unforeseen. So yeah. based on what you just saw from them in the playoffs, what are you telling them? Like, hey, just they're all working on everything, but just work on this OG. Just work on this norm. Just work on this Pascal. So to start with OG, um, I, I really want him to get bigger. I want him, you know, you know how you Kawhi, want OG to get bigger. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you why. Damn. You remember how Kawhi was just huge. like, sorry, he would he would run down into the lane. And he would like dunk on like a seven footer. Yeah. One OG to start doing more of that where it's like, it's dunks and threes and that's it. And he's just, he's an incredible defender and like his defense, like, I don't know how you practice D he's already an incredible guy, but you easily develop like a new shot. I just want him to dunk more, take on like rebound more. And and we're good. Like OG gets an A plus for this year for me. Um, Fair enough. He he needs to improve his game, and I think if he got bigger yeah. and stronger, he could take on like LeBron James. And that's because that's what we're measuring him up against right now. It's not just like you know, like uh, he's not just guarding the middle of the road guys. Like he's guarding Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. Oh man, That's and who like he is to us. So I think he needs to get bigger. And um, also like bigs too. He guarded Tice. He guarded Jokic yeah. in the season. Um, yeah. What about Norman uh, Pascal? Yeah. So Norm, you know, Norm had a great year. 
Like, I, I really think he's um, really developed in a really good way. Yeah, 17 points a game as well. <laughs> and, uh, no, but for me, Norm Powell has to be more of a facilitator. You know, I, I really love his shot right now, and I really love how he defends. But he's, gar- um, he's uh, bringing in the second defender now. And I think when he facilitates it, he'll be able to open up a lot more for Fred and, you know, for, for Lyle, uh, Kyle and for OG. So Powell, you know, everyone thinks he's going to dunk on your face. But when he mixes it up and starts getting like four assists a game, that's when things will get a little nuts for Norm Powell. So Ooh, I being, like more it. Of a play, being more of a playmaker. Let's get a little nuts, he's a Norm. He's right now. Yeah. And that's okay. He can be a scorer. And when we need him, he'll score. But sometimes we need him to find the open guy. And then finally, Pascal, he's got to work on his endurance. No, I... uh, Yeah, I was like, Pascal, okay, OG getting bigger and Pascal working on their endurance is like, that for you, that's that's a tough ask because I feel like Pascal could beat anyone. I'm I'm joking with Pascal. I'm joking with Pascal. Pascal's endurance is incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, His energy, his motor is fine. Like, I don't know how you work on mental toughness. And I don't know how you work on, like, pressure clutch moments. I don't know how you work on being the number one guy and taking the pressure of being the all-star on your on the team. Like, Pascal, go meet up with, like, you know, Michael Jordan and work out with Mike for, like, the summer. You know, that's my advice to Pascal is go work with winning players and like pick their brain on how they won, you know, like go hang out with Robert Ori, you know, and put up Robert Ori. You know, I want yeah. him to go hang out with Robert Ori. Go, so I want Pascal bad. to go hang out with Robert or Ori and like Kenny Smith and, <laughs> yeah. and there and just spend like a boot camp of like three months on how to win games. That's what I want Pascal to do. I mean, yeah, that's where, you know, we, uh, he's heading into his four year max, his games fairly complete. Um, and that last level, that last like top, you know, not everyone in the top 15, uh, in the, in the NBA is that guy you can score last minute because there's a lot of different skills, but, um, you need it, you know, even guys who I think, are debatable as far as like whether they're in the top 15. Some of them have sco- uh, like a, that clutch scoring, whether it's like Donovan Mitchell or Murray. I would say Pascal's better than both those guys, but that skill set is obviously we've seen you know, in the playoffs is invaluable. Yeah. Um, Tyler, Tyler Hero is 20 and he's hitting clutch shots that Pascal can only dream of. And totally. Like and you can't, you can't, you can't really learn that. You know, and like Powell has that, you know what I mean? Like Powell, you knew within like a year that he had some kind of magic, like special, special sauce, you know, because he was hitting, he had like playoff Powell, he would hit these game winners and there's guys that just come into the league and you just know it. And so here, Tyler Hero on the Miami Heat has that where he just steps on the court and like, he doesn't care how young he is. He doesn't care who you are. He's just going to hit threes and he's going to try to win the game. Dokic has that, you know, like Jokic has that. Murray now, has that. You can see it. You ben, know, as, Tatum has that. As, as I go to Ryan here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hardcore Pascal fan. So I just got to, I got to step up for him a little bit. Heroes. All right. 
But when Hero gets 20 and 10 in the finals with the championship ceiling bucket, then he's approaching Pascal's level. Until that, like Pascal averaged 20 and 10 in the finals and he scored the clinching championship bucket. So as far as like, I think it really depends on who you are for your team. So Tyler is like his team's sixth or seventh option, which is majorly different than Pascal. Cause that means, you know, when you're Pascal, every team's gonna, you know, it, we saw it when Kawhi, Kawhi was like, cool. I'll take so much attention. Then Pascal's like, well, hello, we got, we got, we got a new visitor. Um, who's joining the pod? If you're if you're watching on Zoom, it's way more exciting than Matt, whatever Matt's got. Matt's got like some big we, we, coffee yeah. mug and a big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have yeah. you been he seeing that? Yeah. As well. <laughs> but yeah. my daughter, <laughs> say hello to Ben's daughter and hello to Matt's <laughs> various <laughs> beverages. Um, but but okay, th- 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 that's kind of like a long. There was a long, not, not meandering, but there, there's a lot of, you know, ways for our guys to improve. So, um, a bunch of good points, Ben, and I'm just coming from the Pascal Homer perspective, but, but Ryan, where are you, uh, you know, just, just give me some quick hitters on norm Pascal OG one thing each. Uh, so the whole time Ben was talking, I'm like, I swear he has my notes here. Cause, um, uh, starting again with, uh, OG, I, when I see OG, I don't really see that he needs, to, it's not that he doesn't need to approve. Every player needs to improve, but I get like Andre Iguodala vibes from OG. Uh, he's a good defender. He can pretty much contribute in many different ways. Uh, he can shoot the three. We saw that he can shoot the three with absolute oh God, yeah. confidence. Um, he can cut, he can slash. Um, the funny thing is I literally wrote may need to go in the weight room because I wow. was seeing him and yeah, you have to think about the positions that he's playing against. I guess he's going to be playing a lot of center. So exactly. yeah. Sorry. And um, he's a, he's a guy that can play like again, up to possibly four. So a lot of these guys are huge guys. And you, I, I just, when, when I was thinking about OG, the shot that came in my head was Cleveland playoffs, LeBron James with the layup mm-hmm. or the floater. And I'm like, not to say that he could have just like bodied him or just took him out, but he was a rookie. Yeah. That's the shot that always runs through my head. And I'm like, LeBron's a tank. Like OG's pretty big himself, but yeah, I don't feel that. I I don't think there's any, you know, major holes in his game. Like I can look at again, quoting my maps here. I can look at Luca and say, you need to work on your free throws. You need to work on your shoot, your shooting. Uh, with OG, I don't get that. I just feel he needs to just get in the weight room, get bigger, and he'll be fine. Um, and then just going on to, to Norm, um, again, I don't want to be a Raptors homer, but Norm had a great year. Norm, Norm had a great season um, in terms of, like, you know, holes in his game. It just more more jump jump shooting, just uh, jump shooting, and just be a, a better defender for us. So uh, that way, we you know what we see you in the corner, we can give you that three ball. We don't have to worry. It's just you know you're on, you're on point there, um, and that's why I kind of salivate over having a player like. Well, now I want Tyler Hero, but uh, yeah. like a JJ Redick or a Seth Curry, because it's like you know that if you give him the ball at that three, he's just going to hit it. And uh, again, Norm actually did that for us this year. So I I, I feel like he didn't really have anything. So just keep working on your jump shot. And then Pascal, again, Ben hit it. Like I look at Pascal and I'm like, when when we look at him last year, was there any holes? Was there really 
His, his shooting was great. His cutting, his slashing was great. Um, I just looked at him this year and maybe it was the bubble. Maybe it was the 140 plus days that he was out. It just got to him. Uh, but it's, it's the confidence. I just wrote confidence. Confidence is we saw it. Um, Nick nurse tried to give him that confidence. And although I was one of the guys on Twitter, just going wise and surge in this game, wise and surge in the fourth quarter, Nick nurse kind of helped his confidence because he, he rode with him. He wasn't going to listen to what everyone was saying online. He wasn't going to listen to, to, you know, he took the criticism that um, he rode with this guy not to break his ego. And I, that, that this, that moment is probably going to help Pascal next year. It's probably going to, the fact that he kind of coddled him there is going to help Pascal uh, grow as a player and, and give him that confidence back. And, and I feel next year at this point or whenever the finals next year would be, um, if saying we get there or the playoffs and, and we have that crucial moment and everyone's praising Pascal instead of like, you know, crapping on him, uh, we're going to look back to that and say, hey, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse gave him that confidence. Nick Nurse rode with him. Uh, Pascal, uh, sorry, Fred Van Fleet rode with him. They didn't, they didn't just, you know, say head to the bench because I'm not going to lie, Dwayne Casey, we remember – DeMar DeRozan, when DeMar DeRozan wasn't shooting shots, what did he do? DeMar hit the bench. DeMar hit the bench. Um, so I feel Pascal just needs to get in, like like, like Ben said, find a vet. Um, Kobe's Mamba, Mamba Foundation took a whole bunch of players in, like the Kyrie. The Mamba Foundation. The Mamba Foundation. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe uh, and Gigi. But they took in, what, Kyrie, Tatum, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell, I think Jamal Murray. Look what Jamal Murray just did. Yep. It's confidence. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there's a, like a, a bunch of good points there. And, and with Pascal, we're watching him kind of like, we're watching him train. Right. And, you know, when you think about number one options in their first playoff experience, there's very few Lucas and, and Derek roses and LeBron's and even a lot of the guys we know um, to be like hyper successful, like all Kawhi's first rodeos was with a better player, Tim Duncan. And I think a lot of people's first goes as a number one option, like, you know, Curry got eliminated in the playoffs and was stifled for a little while. Like, I think, you know, I always feel like Pascal is like Neo in the matrix where he kind of just keeps, it's like you're plugging in. It's like, okay, post-up game. Yep. Defense. Yep. Three. Yep. But he's still at that part in the matrix one where Morpheus or whatever is like, okay, awesome. Jump from this building to the other building and he can't do it. Like he's learning crazy fast, but there's still this, like the last level's the hardest and he's not there. And maybe he gets there next year. Maybe he gets there in three years. It's the NBA, you know, a lot of people, like people would have rings. Uh, everyone would have a ring if it was easy. Um, we'll get there. You know, there's a incredible players like Kemba who's never made the finals. This is Jimmy's first finals. Um, you know, LeBron going to 10 finals, in period, I think is just starting to kind of like settle in how crazy of an accomplishment and how rare it actually is. But let's just finish on the Raptors here. And and, and Ryan, I'm going to stick with you, but um, this is more so like a silly entertainment based question, but um, yeah, we had a whole playoffs and uh, that eight games in the bubble. And I think, 
there's so many unknowns when it comes to next year. Maybe there will be like some small amount of fans or several bubbles or it's hard to even guess. But uh, just from a fan perspective, for the Raptors specifically, what's something that you think would be cool given that we'll probably still be in, you know, this pandemic version of basketball? Uh, so yeah, I was honestly glued to bubble life. IG, um, just, you know, the stories, uh, it was, it was great. Um, my, my, my Mavs had DJ parties, uh, in their, in their residence, which was awesome nice. to see, uh, you know, anything Luca does is great. Cause this guy always just has a smile on his face. So he's in there, yeah. you know, just living life and, and the Clippers did their fishing thing. Course, they stocked the fish, stocked, stocked the water with a bunch of fish. So that they can That's all always catch. weird, yeah. But, um, in terms of the Raptors, it's the personalities, right? So, the first guy I think of is Serge Ibaka, and I want him hosting some form of podcast or some sort of YouTube show, yeah. and just interviewing each player like every week and just getting something different from them. And uh, he has four shows. Not enough. Double it. Enough, we want enough. eight to 12 different shows. <laughs> and, and this is him. This is us hoping that he's back yes. because again, I, I feel like alluding or going back um, him and uh, Fred Van Fleet would be a good thing together. So um, I, I would love to see both of them back, but Serge is definitely uh, leading the uh, Raptors, uh, whatever they're doing in the bubble for entertainment. Um, and then of course, yeah, you know what? And because I'm hearing proposed ideas that there might be four bubble cities, you know, it could be Dallas, could be New York, right. uh, could be Toronto. So there, there's a bunch of different things that you could do. And, and I'm assuming more of the staff would be able to come. So that means maybe bringing in the mascot, which again, next to Benny, the bull is, I think the best mascot in the league. <laughs> uh, so. Wow. What a lot of love for Benny, the bull. Cheers. I, I, I gotta love Benny. I <laughs> nothing love for Benny. the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Nothing for wow. King cake, baby. <laughs> yeah. Kill King cake, baby is a, yeah, that's like, that's like this for the saw lovers. <laughs> if someone's like, I want a riddle, um, which will make me saw off my own arm. Um, by the way, I assume everything in saw is someone using a saw. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Ryan. I don't know if you were. Yeah, yeah. Just um, I'm going Surge and the mascot, and if anything, put them on a show together. That would be highly entertaining. Totally. Yeah. Um, ben, what's some entertainment ideas for like a Raptors base bubble, or you know, something in something in this dystopian reality we're in yeah i love the idea of a podcast i love the idea of having like like a zoom conversation with the players like more interaction with the players you know any kind of like any like bubble swag i think would be good you know like i want to have like shirts of like you know og dunking on somebody in a bubble and have it on a hat or something. You're all about OG dun you're want, dunking on people, and I love it. I want OG to dunk on people like Kawhi did, you know, for the win. And, like, in like pressure moments, I want it to be a picture of OG, like, hostering somebody in the bubble. Um, you want that three-point shot to happen again, but it, for it to be an OG dunk instead. Yeah. No, the, the three-point shot sets up the dunk, you know, and so I want him to be able to, like, <laughs> like jump over anybody and, 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 and assert his will. Matt's um, going to love this. Give OG some flubber. 
Yeah, I want yeah, I want OG like face masks. I want OG like flyers. I want I, I want like more love and fanfare to OG. That's really what I want. I want bobbleheads. You know, I want I want him to feel the love, and I want Fred Van Fleet to feel the love as well. Okay, that's that's a I would say absolutely perfect answer. Uh, those dudes need to feel more love. Um, yeah, I mean, I always want I always want some Raptors in there. If we can get like you know, if if there's like people restrictions, just make some inflatable Raptors of various sizes and put them on the sidelines. Give me like a couple of the Giants, maybe the little minis. They yeah, can just like a be balloon like balloon band fleet kind of thing, you know. Like I want like a giant air balloon of Fred Van Fleet. Okay, now we're talking. Like a bunch of different inflatables. With his playoff face. Yeah, I want inflatables. <laughs> yeah, that's good. At Raptor Square. You know, I want it outside of the Scotiabank. And I want a statue for Kyle Lowry. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, the, the, that was almost one of my questions. But we do need a statue for Kyle Lowry. I think that's not like an outrageous fan want. Like, you know, I think the fan love for Lowry is crusted. And I think I I'd love to see MLSC capitalize on that before, you know, things, anything can happen. There's always a potential for a bitter end in sports. So I think I'd love it. I love it. If they would some recognition, retire yeah. the Jersey, you know, something. the Jersey's definitely happening. Jersey. Oh, yeah. Jer- Jersey's happening. Jersey. Even a hall of famer, really. But if yeah. you gave this guy a statue before he retired, I'm down. <laughs> like, I'm so down. Um, yeah. Okay, really the way he brought us back, that OG, like the past OG, to win that game, legendary the statue. That was that was that was it for me. Over Taco totally. Fall, I feel like um, it should have been like he made the overhead pass over Taco Fall, and when the three went in, like it's almost like if Taco Fall was like a bad guy in the Mummy or the Mummy Returns, like he kind of fades in the dust. You know what I mean? Like Taco Bell, like like just snap, like starting snap. from his head. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like it's like a loading for anyone who had dial up growing up. It's like <laughs> a loading picture, but it's like slowly Taco Fall disappears into the bubble. Um, okay. Let's, let's do some NBA. Matt, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you got there. Could be a couple sounds of a tugboat. Maybe it's figuring out what NBA actually stands for whatever you got, please. Give it to me. This is Adam Silver. Tugboat, baby. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. The tugboat is familiar. <laughs> um, okay, pals, let's let's do some NBA. Um, ben, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Um, yeah, just, you know, uh, whatever direction you want to go. Say something about the Nuggets and say something about the Celtics. Yeah, no, no. I know this is uh, a little closing statement on the on on the series that just was. But you got to give a shout out to Jokic and Murray. The way they came back, you know, three one in both of those previous uh, series against the Jazz and then with the Clippers, mm-hmm. they just kind of ran out of gas. Um, I think Murray had like it was like seven hundred and six minutes, like the yeah, playoffs till this moment. You know, he was clearly injured and um, it was, you know, a hell of a run for them. You know, like nobody saw what was nobody thought they were going to do what they did mm-hmm. um, with the Celtics. You know, they're young and they're learning. You know, I'm really impressed with Tatum. Uh, they've got the pieces, I think, to still kind of build. And I don't think they're quite finished product yet. Um 
I would like to see them get more length. I think they need like maybe somebody inside. Like when they brought in Cantor, uh, he really kind of was the answer offensively, but it's obviously his defense isn't quite there. Um, but they got beat by a good Miami Heat team. You know, mm-hmm. they, they really, they encountered a team that uh, was hot, that had veteran leadership and had some kind of young rising stars that are really ready to perform now. Um, so I'm really excited for this matchup with the Lakers. I think uh, Butler matches up with James just fine. I think Bam matches up with Anthony just fine. And uh, I think the supporting cast will really decide this series. You know, and you think about the, the second unit, some of the guys like Iguodala, our hero. Oh, we'll, oh, we'll get to the finals. Dwight Howard or whatever. We'll, 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 we'll spend some time on the finals for yeah, sure. We'll um, Ryan, what's your... Uh, What's your take on like the Celtics, like just like your, your farewell, farewell messaging to the Celtics and the Nuggets? So like with this kind of question, I was like thinking it was just like certain words that uh, just kind of came to me with the Nuggets. It was resilience. Um, you just have a whole lot of talent and never die attitude out of your stars, which is what you need. If your stars are buying like that, others will buy in and others will follow along. Uh, you Jamal Murray's a star. Uh, no one saw this coming from him. At least I don't think anyone really saw this kind of performance. Um, I think he's the best uh, Canadian player in the league, hands down. And then you look at Jokic, who has really taken the steps to being a star as well. Arguably, he's like the best center in the league. Like, hands down at this point, you can't really say... Like, you have your Joels and you have your uh, your Rudy Gobert's and pretty sure I'm missing some, but I feel out of all of them, you know, it, he's the best IQ, the best uh, passing big man, um, probably the best jump shot out of all of them. So uh, I, I, those two, those two really became uh, stars and, and closer to superstars uh, after this series and, and the world seeing it. So they have nothing to be ashamed about uh, with the Celtics <clears throat> full of surprises. Um, every time I was watching them play the Raptors, I'm like, uh, unfortunately, I was like, I was on Twitter saying they, I think they have our number. Like, I, I feel like they, they just, they had our number and watching them. I had this sense that, uh, like they, they, they just like a fight. They're chippy and it's kind of what you wish for as a basketball fan. Sometimes I'm kind of like this league is too friendly. It's not enough. Um, that series was great for me, although we came out on the losing end, but um, we'll be seeing them for a long time and, and Tatum and Brown are going to be two pieces. They're going to be, again, I think they're going to be Celtics for not, I don't want to say for life because in this day and age you can't, but they're going to be, they're going to be fighting with us for a long, long, long time. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, and, 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 and I'll just make the point of, I think, Everyone who knows how much I hate the Celtics, <laughs> this is painful for me, but um, their whole team's locked up for many years. Somehow they got smart to sign an, a very reasonable contract. Uh, Brown's not overpaid. They have Tatum locked up. You know, Kemba seems like he's good for a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe Hayward's overpaid, but he's basically up and they can renegotiate that fairly easily. Um, and, uh, and to the Nuggets as well, I think the reason I wanted to reflect on these two teams is because I feel like they're both, you know, at least for the next three, four years, contenders and internally, and they don't need to do much to be contenders. And there isn't, I, I mean, until the, like a new Golden State type of 
wow, this team can't be beaten uh, team emerges. I think we're in this place of like, you need two stars and a good supporting cast to win a championship. Um, but uh, let's move on to the next subject. Okay. So um, let's just, let's talk about the finals. Uh, Ryan, what's your, what's anything on the finals? Like, you know, give, maybe give me a prediction, give me your thoughts. Um, yeah. Um, this it's like, I'll just come flat out with it. I do think the Lakers are going to win it. Um, I am not a Laker fan. I have not been for years. Uh, growing up, I was an Allen Iverson fan. And in 2001, when Kobe again, rest in peace and Shaq destroyed my Philadelphia 76ers at the time, I, I just, I became a Laker hater. <laughs> And I just yeah. found them as the franchise that always got what they wanted. You know, the star, the big star, mm-hmm. anytime they wanted. Uh, there's a bunch of franchises in sports I can't stand. Can't stand the Yankees. Can't stand the Lakers. Can't stand Manchester United. I just have a, an affinity yeah. with hating winners. <laughs> the, because, well, it's also like the big money, you know, yeah. bandwagon teams. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's the teams that everyone loves. They get all the money. They get any free agent they want. So uh, that, that that's me and the Lakers in a nutshell, but um, I do think with, again, you look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it's like you have two of arguably top five, top six, if you want to sneak in Anthony and six um, players in the league on one team. LeBron's 17th year understands that there's a narrative that he's not better than Michael Jordan until he hits about five or six rings. Um, he sees the, the light at the end of the tunnel. He knows mm-hmm. that he has maybe a good four or five years left. Maybe who knows? It could be less. Um, I know. I think his ultimate goal is to play with uh, play in this in the league at the same time as his son. But he he's on a timeline here, and um, he needs this ring. And I think we saw it in game uh, six with, um, or sorry, game five with uh, with the Nuggets. He wasn't losing that game. Uh, mm-hmm. You could see it in his eyes. You could see his focus. You could see his mentality. He wasn't losing it for Kobe. And I don't foresee him losing to this Miami Heat team, although to give them a little bit of shine here, I think the matchups are great. I think uh, Bam lined up with AD. I think Bam is going to be huge. Bam's game against uh, game six against the Celtics was phenomenal. He played like a beast. He knew that he screwed up in game five. He took it on his shoulders and said, no, game six, this is me. What did he have? 30 points? Like, uh, was it 14 or 15 rebounds? I I could be. Yeah. And he's also like adding stuff all the time. Like, you know, I, I didn't realize how well he could dribble and pass and shoot. Like I kind of had him as this like incredible blocker dunker, maybe a bit more like Gobert in my mind. And I was like, wait a second, this guy is like, there's a he, lot going on. Yeah, he's a, he's a talented big, and um, he, he he made his first All Star uh, this year. So I feel like him and AD are going to have a battle. Um, I feel obviously you put Jimmy uh, tied up with LeBron, and and with Jimmy's dog mentality, Jimmy's uh, mentality, I think that's the perfect mindset you need for a LeBron James. Because I'm hoping that he can get in his head. I'm hoping that he could just do whatever it takes, and and. I don't think Jimmy's taking this lightly either. I think Jimmy's knows where he's at for the first time. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, and he has bulldogs with him. Tyler hero literally said, I'm doing this for Jimmy. The fact that you have like a 20 year old uh, guy saying that I'm doing this for you. Like 
uh, like when I see the Miami Heat, I just envision Jimmy Butler holding two like pit bulls in in uh, Tyler Harrow and, and Duncan Robinson, uh, and he's just like ready to let them loose, and and they'll they'll do whatever they they're 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 the Heat are ready to essentially die for each other at this point. So yeah, I feel like we're gonna get at least two wins. It, I want to say seven. Like I just want to say seven for the hell of it. But oh, seven would be fun. Yeah. But um, I, I am going to go to the Lakers. Um, just to spice things up before I hand it off to Ben, because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be, he's got to talk about Tyler Hero. It's <laughs> been sneaking in. This is your Tyler Hero moment, okay? This is your Tyler Hero tight five. But, like, let me just say, I do think the Lakers may sweep this series. Um, and I, I'd say six tops. But not because I think Miami is incredible and – I think the matchup should be interesting, but I'm interested to see who can mess with LeBron's size because, you know, I'll always go back to that Philly series, but Butler was, was too small for Kawhi and he got moved off Kawhi after game went after game one. And they put Ben Simmons on him the whole series. Cause when there's a guy who's like six, eight, it's just different. And LeBron is massive. So I'm interested to see the types of guys they are going to throw at him, especially if they're playing, AD and like Dwight. So like, yeah, is Miami going to have to play more Myers Leonard? Like, like, because I, I don't see, especially after the Lakers beat the Rockets, I don't see them going small. Right. So I think AD is mostly going to play power forward in this series. Um, but you know, dra- yeah, well, my, Miami's awesome, and and you know, no disrespect to them. Spo is maybe my favorite coach in the NBA. Um, and and yeah, Ben, sorry, I'll I'll, I'll let you go. It's Tyler Hero time. It's Tyler Hero, baby. No, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this. And I'm going to take Miami in seven. Woo. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, the bench of the Miami Heat right now. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily about size. It's about the matchup. Um, and so I look, at, I look at Andre Iguodala and Jimmy Butler really as a, a combo to match up for LeBron. Um, I right. think those two yep. guys have the length and, and we talked about, you know, the, the bulldog mentality of hero and Duncan Robinson, but I'm, I'm really looking to Iguodala. Uh, I think he's in the twilight of his career. He understands winning time and he's actually stopped LeBron in the past. That's um, right. Six finals so, in a row. His finals MVP comes from guarding it's, LeBron. It's yeah. It's not about Tyler hero. Like he's, He's the he's the bonus, you know. He's the. It's great. all about Tower Hero. I thought it's all about Tower Hero. No, but when when he when Hero drops thirty seven, nobody's ready for that. You know no, what I mean? God, so no. It's, it's like, like Kuzma dropping thirty seven or Caruso. You'd be like, what the exactly. hell? So, so for me, Hero is the X factor. You know, if he if he is dropping 30, 35 a game, uh, the Heat are going to win this series. You know, but if he gets shut down to like ten points a game you know, three of 15 or whatever, uh, it will be, it'll be a very short series. But in terms of LeBron, I'm looking at Butler and Iguodala specifically to match up with LeBron and then bam with uh, AD. And then, you know, it's the Dwight Howard versus like the Kelly Olynyks, you know, or like, you know, all the bench players, the role players are going to win this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the role player is going to be huge. Like, Rondo, what is his Rondo. series like? Uh, Morris, what is his series like? 
Um, you know, obviously McGee and Howard um, is, is Olenek featured uh, is Crowder knocking down his open threes. You know, Miami I, I needs to these threes for sure. Think, oh, sorry, man. sorry to interrupt you there, but I just, no, uh, you, you look at kind of like the ingredients, you know, of the Miami heat and you look at Crowder and you look at, uh, you know, uh, Olenek and then like Rogic, like these guys are so hungry to win. You know, like they're so desperate, like Rogic and, and Olenek, they've been put through the ringer, you know, like they haven't won, you know, and this is their time, you know, just kind of similar to how it was Kemba Walker's time. This is like Rogic's time, you know, and Kemba Walker didn't come through, you know, but the Celtics weren't good enough. And I think Miami Heat are good enough to actually take on the Lakers. I think they're actually a better matchup for the Lakers than Boston. I think hmm. the Lakers would have steamrolled Boston. Really. Wow. I'm actually, I'm yeah. almost the opposite. Yeah. But like at their, the same I like time, yeah, defense. I don't know. I, I like the matchup. I don't think Boston has anybody for AD. No. That was, that was. No, the they, 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 that's Bam, a great point. Like, they Bam really something. don't. Although the one thing with Boston is I just feel like as someone who like slammed on Tice all year, he just was way better than I thought he ever could have been. So that's why I was like in a version where Boston made it to the finals. I was like, I guess Tice will also be good against AD, but you know, yeah, we did see Tice struggle against Miami um, against a like super athletic person like Bam. And um, I also think credit to us. We tired the shit out of the Celtics. Yeah. Um, the Raptors putting them through that seven game series. Like they were done, like not done, but they were like, it's just hard to win. You know, like you, like you said, with the nuggets, right back to back seven game series. Then you go up against the Lakers. It's like, no, that's part of the reason. And again, you know, another big credit to Miami. They got a sweep. They beat Milwaukee in five. Then they beat Boston in six. So Miami is exactly where they need to be fully rested, fully healthy. They've earned it. They're in a good spot. Um, okay, let's 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 wrap this baby up with some quickish questions. Uh, we've all played it before. You know how it goes. But first, we got to do the beautiful quickish question sting. Maddie, I don't know what you got. Oh, I assume it's a quick, quickish question sting. But give it to me. Quickish He's colliding there. Um, okay, here we go. Quickish questions. Uh, you guys have played it before. You know how it works. No phoning a friend. No delaying. You answer as quick as you can, even if I stutter through the question or oh, slur dear. or I don't read a comma or I'm like staring at a colon being like, is it a semicolon? Do I know the difference? Pressure. Um, <laughs> all those things, you just got to you gotta fire away. Um Let's right. do, uh, we'll do Ryan, Ben, Matt. Uh, is everybody ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, here we go. Um, Ryan, if you could add any one player to the Raptors, who would it be and why is it Boban Marjanovic? 
I'm gonna go with JJ Redick. <laughs> I think I said it earlier. I've I've wanted JJ Redick in a Raptors uniform for a long time. It's just confidence in that three coming off the screens. It's just beautiful basketball to watch, and I just always felt he would have been perfect for our system. So uh, I will keep Boban on my Mavericks. Thank you. Okay, uh, Ben. Um, if you could add any one food vendor to the Scotiabank Air Canada Center, who would it be and why is it Swish LA? Damn, that's hard. <laughs> well, let's start with Swish LA. Swish LA is incredible. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> unabashedly loves Swish LA in Canada. Yeah, no, and it's I, the I, best. I, like the chicken wraps, you know, the, <laughs> the rib sauce, you know, the ribs, the, the French fries. I'm all for Swish LA at the Scotiabank. Uh, we're, we're a pro Swish Alley family here. And a, uh, a great takeout container for your lap, too. A great, right. Yeah, it's a great takeout container. It's just, it just fits. Um, <laughs> but if and it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> bring back the Toblerone. Sorry. Yes. Um, if it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Swish Alley, then I'm going to go with like, like a Popeye's chicken, you know, like, like a biscuit and some fried chicken. That's probably where I'm going. That would be good. That would be good. Um, Matt. Yes. You're in charge of taking Masai, Nick Nurse, and Bobby to dinner. Yeah. Where are you taking them? Swish <laughs> yeah, there, there was no answer for this one. This actually... <laughs> um, you know what? I'd like to actually take them back in time. I'd take them in my time machine a little bit to uh, a famous late night breakfast place that doesn't exist anymore called Mel's Delicatessen. Wow. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to take them there at three in the morning when all the drunkards are in there eating their breakfast. Uh, you'd probably run into me in my twenties. It'd be a lot of fun, and uh, I'd like to see what they think of the you know the mystery meat that they put on their fries. I'm googling Mel's delicatessen, and all I have is like it closed a long time ago. So that, that's where Matt's head is. He's living in the past with always spoiled meats. Uh, <laughs> You never went to Mel's? Oh, my God. No, I'm surprised, yeah. Freddie. Um, that, that's on me. Brunswick okay, and Bloor. One more question. This is an all-play. Um, Ryan will do you first. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, oh God. What is the worst news that can happen in the offseason for the Raptors? Masai Ujiri doesn't resign. Yeah, that's just like Masai Ujiri doesn't resign. I don't that. even want to. I don't even want to respond because that, that just hurts that to have, think about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ben, what's the worst thing that could happen to the Raptors in the offseason? I'm gonna have to just agree with that one. But I, uh, if I were to add to that, I guess if, if you don't sign Freddie, you're in a tough spot. Yeah, like basically, we don't get Masai, then things continue to get worse. Um, if you don't but, get Masai, you're not getting Fred Ben. Yeah, it's all it's all downhill. Um, it's all downhill. Matt. No, I'll go with Masai. Matt, what's the worst thing that could happen to the Raptors in the offseason? Um, I would definitely agree with uh, with Ryan and Ben about, uh, you know, Masai not coming back. But I would say, what if, worst? I would say, like, what if Colangelo came back or something like that? <laughs> it's like worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like get worse Masai. than just Masai leaving. Yeah. It's oh, who God. comes in and if it's someone from the past that's haunted us. Like, totally. Uh, or like Papio Rujo comes in. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> totally. Like, or even not enough flubber, you know, yeah. for the players. <laughs> um, okay, buddies. That's, uh, that's the pod. Um, thank you so much for awesome. joining. 
in the early morning, man, we're, 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 me and Matt are proud of ourselves anyways. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, let's, let's do you, uh, first Ben. Why don't, why don't you tell people, um, you know, what you're up to your, your new biz that you just started, yeah. maybe where people can find it online. Yeah. Well, I, uh, started a recruitment firm, uh, B and D recruitment. Uh, you know, we do, uh, advertisement agencies, uh, film production houses, technology studios, uh, still doing the acting, still doing stand up, but it's not as, uh, it's not as active as it was, but I mm-hmm. did do a show last week. I uh, was in the penalty box and, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm getting them sharpening the knife, but the, right the way I'm paying the bills right now is the, is the recruitment. So bndrecruitment.com. Awesome. Um, Ryan, uh, what's up? What's going on? Uh, so, yeah, just as you had uh, mentioned at the start of the show, I do host uh, Below the Hardwood Basketball Podcast. Uh, originally, we were on YouTube, so there's actually a whole bunch of videos from us from about 2012 going up till about 2015 of just us making uh, asses of ourselves and talking basketball on the couch. And it was oh, yeah. uh, probably the best fun I've had alongside my hosts, Alan and Dexter, um, started back the pod during COVID and are still going strong here. So, uh, we do some fantasy drafts, which, uh, uh Freddie, you've been a part of. And yeah, uh, we did Portland, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot cause there's like, <laughs> it's any, you know, the concept is great. Anytime if a player is played in the franchise, you know, all for all time. So like, yeah. you know, and it's there all time. It's not, it's not their duration. Like for instance, exactly. it would be like Elijah on for the Raptors. Yeah. So I, I missed out on some, like we did Portland. I missed out on like mellow, you know, <laughs> that was me. New. <laughs> so there's some, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be a bit sneaky when you do this. Um, yeah. Or you gotta know the rules rather. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right on. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you both so much for joining the pod. Uh, yeah, we'll, thanks we'll, for make sure to post you. your socials and all that. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, see where this offseason takes us and um, go Raptors and Matt. If you feel like if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just give me the okay. We're done. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.